0: All right. If the ashes has taught me anything, it's that the fans want more mad menace. So I'm going to be trying to do more of these solo episodes during the season. I think everyone wants more than except maybe former co-host Paul Dennett. And we'll get to that a bit later. There was someone spreading some scurrilous rumours on Twitter that I sacked Paul Dennett from the podcast. I will address them a bit later on in the podcast, but on this solo edition of um, Cricket Unfiltered, mad Men is coming to you after Australia have announced their provisional world cup squad. now the reason I'm recording this is uh, not just because you want more mad manners but um, and need more mad manners but um, we, we're not due in studio to record a full episode until early next week Gav and I will be reconvening and we will we'll go into this world cup squad but it was it's hot off the press and I just have to get into it so Australia have announced Pat Cummins, will lead the side at this stage despite my campaign to remove him as 50 over skipper he still will lead the side i have listened to some other pundits ben horn uh, brad haddon have both intimated the same feelings that i have that maybe we're overburdening pat cummins with the captaincy and that if you look up look at the balance of the team then you might not need pat cummins in every overmatch in this World Cup. So, yeah, Pat Cummins has made it. Uh, Sean Abbott has been included. Now, this was a big one. He's been knocking on the door of the World Cup squad. He's been there and thereabouts for the World Cup 15, and he probably was up against Nathan Ellis or Spencer Johnson for that final spot, but he's made it. So he's in the 15 to go um, to India. Um, Ashton Agar has made the squad. Interesting. His test form has been concerning. Well, he hasn't played a test, but he wasn't able to be picked for the test series against India. Didn't play in the T20 series against South Africa, but he now has eight games between now and the 50 over world cup to, well, not stake his claim, but I guess almost secure his spot in the 11 because Australia is going to need two spinners in a lot of the conditions, maybe not all of them. So um, you, you know, Ashton Agar is going to be a vital cog to our um, bowling lineup, and, and he's a much better white ball bowler than he's a red ball bowler. So uh, Ashton Agar's there. I guess it was probably between him and Tan Sanger for that second spinner spot. But for the, the fact that Agar's, you know, finger spinner and offers something different to Adam Zampa was maybe why they went for him. I can still see a scenario where Agar has an absolute shocker in South Africa or in India leading up to the World Cup, and maybe a Tanvir Sang is called up. I'm not sure when they have to finalise it. I think that's sort of in a couple of weeks. So there's a little bit of time here where they could change the squad. Um, I should say, um, as I'm going through these, Pat Cummins is coming off an injury, and he um, obviously broke his wrist in the ashes. So he might not play a 50-over game until the World Cup. Alex Carey was picked in the squad as the keeper. Uh, Cameron Green has made the squad, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, then Josh Inglis. Now they have included his second wicketkeeper. I think that is a very sensible thing to do. I think it would have been a a big mistake to go over with no uh, second wicketkeeper. And also Inglis is a very good batter and actually could maybe make a case for playing just as a batter or could actually um, take Kerry's spot Um, throughout the tournament so I really like English English's selection of course Mitch Marsh I guess the questions around Mitch Marsh are where is he going to bat will he open the batting or will he stay in the middle order you know there's there's been speculation that maybe a Mitch Marsh and a Travis Head could open and you could put David Warner in the middle order um, then you've got Glenn Maxwell. He's another one fighting injury, obviously complications around his broken leg and some ankle soreness. He might not play a game until the 50 over world cup. Then you've got Steve Smith obviously has had, I think an elbow complaint again. He might not play Mitchell Stark might not play until the world cup. So you've got Maxwell Smith and Stark all obviously in our first choice 50 oversight, but all under injury clouds. Then rounding out the squad, you've got Marcus Stoinis, David Warner and Adam Zampa. No real surprises there. We'll go through some of the exclusions in a minute, but I do want to, to point out that I do think these 15 player squads are just too small the icc needs to increase these squads uh, it's too late for this world cup but this is almost farcical you're going into a nine team competition over six, sorry a nine game competition over six weeks and you're telling these countries they can only bring 15 players. I just don't think that's good enough. I think it's bad for the game. I think it puts a lot of strain on the players. I think we're going to see a lot of injuries and a lot of players drop out as the tournament goes on. And I think there should be, I would say a minimum of 17 players per squad. I mean, if you look at football, like soccer and other sports like rugby, I'm sure they take, biggest squads to the World Cup. I mean, 15, when they're playing nine games in six weeks, it's just not enough. And, And I guess that's the concern with a Maxwell, Smith, Stark and a Pat Cummins, that if you go into a tournament uh, like like this with niggles you're never going to get rid of them I mean you're going to have to play through the pain barrier and you, you're looking at a potential if you want to win the tournament 11 games nine games in the group stage and then semi-final and a final now, if you're telling me Pat going can play 11 50 over games in six weeks you're kidding me and he's our captain so we're already going to have to drop our captain a couple of times during the tournament so, I don't think that's good having just these small fifteen player squads. I don't have any real um, I'm not really upset about anyone that it was ex- excluded. I think that they did pretty well with the the balance. Nathan Ellis made a very good case, but but I do think Sean Abbott has something special about. him he's been bowling so well with the new ball, also bowls well at the death for the sixes. So I, I don't mind that. um. I guess Ellis does offer a different trajectory. As Gavin, I mentioned the other day, also bowls well at the death, but Abbott has done so well for Australia. He's got the most economical spell in one day cricket in international cricket, where I think he conceded one run against the Kiwis in 10 overs. So he's earned his spot. Manus Labashane, I just don't think you could fit him in that top order with Smith and Warner. The only way probably to get Marnus in was to make a big call and and drop someone like a David Warner. And they were clearly never going to do that. So unless there's an injury, I don't think we'll see Marnus in the 50-over World Cup. Three more exclusions. Tanvir Sanger, I mentioned before. Just a little too green and made his run a little late. Well, he was injured for all of last summer for New South Wales, so that didn't help. He's got a, a huge amount of talent and he might have been worth taking a punt on, that surprise factor in a World Cup. But as I said, with a 15-player squad, there's no room for that. And that's kind of frustrating because if it was a bigger squad, you could probably take Tanvir and you might try him in a, a couple of games early on and see how he goes. So unfortunately, we won't see Sanger. Uh, Tim David hasn't made the squad. I think that's expected. But, but interestingly, as I mentioned earlier this week, he has been included in Australia's 50-over squad for these upcoming games against South Africa. And if uh, Glenn Maxwell wasn't didn't pull up for the World Cup, Tim David would be a ready-made replacement in the middle order, Can hit a big ball in the same style as Glenn Maxwell. And the other one is um, Jason Berendorf who was in the last World Cup squad who offers a very compelling left arm option. Um, he hasn't made this squad just not enough for him. Uh, I mean, I think he, again, it was probably between for that spot, Abbott, Ellis and Berendorf. Um, and in the end, they've gone for Abbott. All right. Well, as I said, I think the squads are too small. India have announced their squad. Um, Rohit Sharma, Shubman Gill, Virat Kohli, Shrey Isaiah Kael Rahul who's made the squad Hasn't played a lot of cricket this year But he's uh, in the squad Ishan Kishan, the dynamic left-handed batter Suryu Kumar, Yadav, of course, we'll see him Aksar Patel, Kuldeep Yadav See, look at all the spinners India have got Jadeja, Patel, Yadav Then they've got the all-rounder, Shadul Thakur Jasper Bumrah, he's back the big man is back look out top order batters then you've got muhammad shami and muhammad siraj round out this squad very strong squad for india and i think Gav mentioned this a couple of weeks ago but i guess the advantage they have with these small squads of only 15 is that if there's an injury they can call in someone from um you know from india whereas you know, all the other countries will be bringing someone from the other side of the world or, or nearby. So, um, yeah, India's squad looking very strong. Also, um, there's been some reports of fans having trouble getting tickets in India. I mean, this has been a very tough tournament. The, the fixtures were only announced a few weeks ago. Um, Well, they renounced a bit longer than that and then they changed them. So people may have made a lot of plans and then all of a sudden the fixtures were changed. So it's been really tough on fans. I hope this one uh, smooths out. All right. And just to wrap up, as I said, someone on Twitter was speculating that I um, sacked Paul Dennett from the podcast. Absolutely did not sack Paul Dennett. We went our separate ways due to creative differences. Um, I would be happy and would have been happy to talk about it with him at the time or um, talk about it on the podcast. But really, I don't think, out of respect to him, I don't want to say too much, but it ended pretty well. You know, there's no real hard feelings between us. It didn't end acrimoniously. I certainly didn't sack him, as was alleged. Um, And the podcast moves on to bigger and better things now. And um, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I wish Paul all the best um wasn't because we disagreed on baseball despite despite the rumors baseball didn't ruin this podcast um, so yeah that's it for the the world cup squad wrap up uh, and we'll get together next week um, to catch up on all the cricket news this is a piccolo podcast production